Hey, welcome to Changed. I'm Brent Stone. I'm the host of Changed and excited, so excited about this podcast today. I have Kevin Fopp here with me. He is a friend of mine. We go to church together. He has so many things that he could talk about today. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got a pretty incredible background, but I'm going to turn it over to him so he can tell you a little bit about, you know, what he does, who he is, like how he lives his life now. And then we're going to get into obviously his encounter story, his transformation, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with how he's walking that change out. So Kevin, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Obviously I know about you, but tell the listeners about who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into it. Great. Thanks, Brent. Brent, um, you know, it's good to be on here today. Thanks for the invite. And um, hopefully we can find some wisdom to share today and some experience about who Jesus is and how he's just like radically alive, you know. Um, so who am I? Uh, so currently I'm, I'm a professor uh, at JMU. I teach product design. Uh, but, you know, I didn't come through that naturally, I guess. Um background a little bit, grew up in a Christian home, um, but really chose uh, a really bad path for a long time through drugs and alcohol and and getting in a lot of trouble with the law and that kind of stuff in my younger years um, up until my mid-20s uh, before I first encountered the Lord and had, had a pretty radical transformation at that time. But I don't know if we're going to focus on that today. But, uh, you know, I mean, I went from, uh, you know, basically street like heroin addict to not over a couple of week process, you know, went and went into uh, ministry within six months of that, you know, full-time ministry. So like definitely radical experience at that time, but I still had a lot to learn, you know, a lot to learn. And um, unfortunately I'm a slow learner and got to, uh, I have to learn through doing uh, and experiencing things. So um, long story short, I stayed in vocational ministry for about eight years, working with troubled teens and finally, in my 30s, went back to college and um, then kind of got on this track to be a professor, design professor. So I guess, you know, the f experience or the change shift or whatever started about a little over a year ago when um, it kind of started coming to this realization that uh, I I'd left. Like I said, I talked about I left the ministry, you know, um, and I left for the wrong reasons, man, without like getting too vulnerable on here. Uh, I, uh, I used my, uh, my own, um, this, this school thing, I used it as an escape. Like people were always telling me that I dropped out of high school and they were like, Oh, you should go back to college, you should go back to college. Uh, you're a smart guy, this and that, you know? And, and I was like, man, I hated school. Why would I want to go to college? Um, and, but you know, Long story short, I wasn't doing well in the ministry. I was struggling with some sin in my life. And I felt like the Lord was saying to me, hey, look, either you have to deal with this sin, come clean, talk about it with people, or you have to leave. And unfortunately, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't face the people that I needed to face. I mean, that's a whole, we could do a whole other podcast on shame sometime and like how the enemy uses that to really uh, control us and keep us oppressed, you know? But I couldn't. So I used this thing to go back to school and um, as an escape. And so I, here I am, like, not doing well and looking like, oh, he's going to better his life, you know, and all this stuff. And so went into school, become professor, you know, it's like school for like seven years. It was a horrible time. 
uh, in terms of my spiritual walk, uh, the enemy just, you know, had me obsessed with, you know, success and like it almost became my a new addiction, you know, and uh, I started to forget my family and people in my life and not really treat them in the same way. So that's kind of backstory. I think that's probably enough on backstory. But like what happens is I get invited to go on this mission trip um, about a little bit over a year ago. I get this phone call. Uh, hey, because of your history, we're going to deal with these kind of homeless um, alcoholics and addicts in England. We're going to minister to them. And we think you would be a great person to go. And I'm like, um, OK, well, I'm super busy. <laughs> we're working. We're trying to build a house. Like, I don't know. And um, I said, well, just pray about it, you know. And I said, well, what are you guys going to do on this trip? What would I do? And they said, well, we're going to go and have these prophetic prayer appointments with people. And I said, okay, so what am I going to do while y'all do that? <laughs> because I don't know anything about that. Like, what does that mean? You know, it was, it's kind of a, it's, a, it's funny now because it's like ongoing joke, you know. But anyways, as part of this trip, we, we start training, if you will, or practicing these prophetic prayer appointments with the people on the team. And people start prophesying things over me and, and knowing things and saying things that I'm like, well, nobody really knows that. That's kind of interesting, you know, and just really feeling like there was a, you know, they had a finger on what God was, you know, showing them. And um, so I basically one night uh, leave one of these meetings and I kind of go have this, this meeting with the Lord out on our property uh, late at night. I'm like, look, okay if you want me to believe this, this stuff is true. Like these people are really hearing from you that, that I can hear from you like that. And the funny thing is just talking about somebody this this morning. It's like, I was hearing from God already. There's times I would point back into my life and be like, well, I know God was saying this or doing this, you know, but yet I didn't really think of it that way or didn't really engage him in a conversation or engage him in a way of like, I can hear from you for other people, or I can hear from you, like what's on your heart for a season or time, you know, like, I wasn't even thinking about that stuff, but I was already hearing from the Lord. And I think I mentioned that because I think there's a lot of people out there who are probably hearing from the Lord. If they're honest, they know they've heard from the Lord. They know that voice. They just haven't acknowledged it and given it full space in their life. Um, so I put this out there. I'm like, okay, if you want me to believe this and, and that, that I can do this thing, then you're going to have to give me something that I can't like deny. And so like immediately felt like in my, in my spirit, in my mind, I start hearing this voice say, okay, you're going to go on this trip and you're going to meet this person named Daniel. And I want you to tell them like this, 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 like list of things I'm just writing. And it's funny because like, I've never, never written something that like was in my head like that. Like, I, I don't know. The whole thing was kind of bizarre. Like I just did it, you know? And I was like, okay, that felt real, whatever that was, but we'll see, you know? Long story short, I go on this trip. I meet this guy, Daniel. I tell him these things and I tell him I'm so Brent, I'm so like matter of fact with it. I'm like, like, look, bro, I don't know if I really believe this stuff, but <laughs> This is what I, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. And we're going to flush this out together. You know, like either this is going to mean something or I, it's just going to be like, I'm crazy, you know? And so I just like, I don't know. I'm always kind of like that. I like to be like straightforward. I'm not trying to make myself something that I'm not or, or paint a picture that I don't believe in, you know? And um, 
So anyways, we start going through this list and as, as the list gets deeper, it's just like more and more for him. He's like, whole, he's, he's just overcome with God. And then as he's telling me, you know, confirming these things and I'm overcome and we're just like, here's this, this is two different countries too. So it's like across the, across the world, God gives me this word for this guy. I go and meet this guy and it just totally wrecks both of us. And, uh, it, it was insane, man. Like, like, how does that happen? You know? And I think it was like, um, maybe like for me that night was like a spiritual awakening, you know, if you will, like I just began to see and acknowledge, I think acknowledge is a good word. I acknowledge God in a different way. Like, okay, I am totally missing out on a lot of things that you want to do, Lord. And, um, just went through this process of with him that night of, like kind of sat down at this table. And I was like, all right, here's this like journal that I have. God, like, let's go. Like what you give me all the things in my life that we need to take a look at, you know, uh, because I really want to, if this is really how we can operate, like I want more of this. And I, I realize this is real. And, you know, I've, I just realized like, there's like a greater sense to life. You know, the Lord took me in this little, like, movie reel or something that night you know and it was kind of like hey i was here 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 like all, all of these points throughout your life to get you to this moment like it's not like all of the sudden this you're you're thinking this just happened over the last month kevin but like i have been orchestrating this event in your life uh for this time and it was powerful you know and one of the things that happened out of that list that i sat down with God made is he pointed back to this time where I left the ministry and he said, look, you know, you left under these false pretenses and you lied, you know, to everybody, basically, you know, you lied to your wife, you lied to the guys you were working with in ministry and you weren't honest about what was really going on. And you buried that like it didn't matter. And that has been something that has just been like complete oppression in your life since that point, you're not moving forward. Right. And so the first thing the Lord asked me to do is to confess that, you know, and I did. I confessed that with my team in this country, uh, the team team of, uh, you know, people who were over there doing this ministry with me. And then I called my wife and said, like, hey, like, we got to talk about this. And then when we came back to the States, I called these the guys I was working with and told them to and, and talked about it. But what happened was like immediately as soon as I confessed that thing. Uh, man, it was like an explosion uh, of, I, I describe it like this too. Um, I, I went, there was a lot of tears, you know, it was a lot of tears, but it was like, I felt God's love for me. And I also felt like I understood who I was for like the first time in my life. It was like, Kevin, I've called you to this life. You know, this is like the, the spirit person that's inside of you that I really created you. you you've jumped it up with all the stuff of the world and the flesh and all your sin and everything you know like you have you've jumped it up pretty good but here's the core of who you are and it was like this freedom of like releasing that person and immediately the team there like prayed for me anointed me and you know I mean I think from that day forward it has just been like a completely different life um yeah awesome that's so awesome i i love hearing it and uh you know we've we've talked a little bit about your background and it's just there's so many incredible things along the way that you also you know you have that 
could share maybe, maybe at a later date, but, um, how have you walked out change over the last year since, since this realization, you know, when you confessed this stuff and you just felt this, this awakening inside, what, what have you done since then? Tell, tell everyone about what's going on. Sure. Um, so even like immediately, uh, on this trip, um, I began to walk in this gift of, of, of prophecy, man. Like, you know, just like I was actually telling somebody today who's, who was feeling like they're like kind of new to this. And, and I was saying, you know what? Like some days I kind of wish I was still just as new as I was because that in that trip in those 10 days that we were there after that, um, I never once questioned what the Lord was doing because I was so moved to faith by what he had done that I knew that everything I was hearing and and speaking to people uh, into their life was 100% from him. I, I didn't question it at all. And um, so, so it was immediate for me. Um, and when I left to come home, I also, I think it's the Lord's grace in my life, I guess, you know, like there was this urgency that he put into me as we processed, you know, during that trip that, Hey, when you get back, uh, you need to surround yourself with people who can speak into your life, many counselors, you know, and he's told my wife and I at that point, like, Hey, um, the next year is going to be a year of rebuilding you to something completely new. Cause I have, I have something for you and maybe we'll share what that is later too. But, um, we're literally just past that year mark and all of a sudden, bam, guy like dropped something in our, in our life, you know? Um, but the, the last year has been, um, this, this statement that I'll tell a lot of people, um, Brent is that, you know, guys showed me if you've got a fire going and you stop putting stuff on it, that fire will go out. Right. Um, we all know that. Right. But it is, it's already going, whatever you throw on there will burn. Right. And this thing will get bigger and bigger. And, uh, he just said like, Hey, just keep putting stuff on the fire. Right. Like I think what happens to a lot of people, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I'm not saying I got it all figured out. I'm saying I listened to that voice and I, and it's true in my life. Um, because I think a lot of people have these encounters with the Lord and they're like, wow, wow, wow. And then they kind of don't do anything with that, you know, like, or they just like let it fade if you will. But I think like if you just keep putting fire things on that fire and and for me what did that look like uh it looked like going to like asbury revival you know like going to things wherever i felt like i saw the lord moving i would go um it looks like signing up uh, a church to continue to use this gift right like so we did all these prayer appointments and i saw this gift develop even in 10 days and i was like well, I don't want that to stop. Like I loved what I was experiencing there. Why would I want that to stop? So how do I do that here? And so that looks like, you know, signing up at, at Grace to like Grace Covenant to um, pray every Sunday for like two services, you know, both services for as many people as I can pray for who will come forward um, so that I can continue to experience that, you know? And then, yeah, way beyond that. Now it's like uh, we're, we're kind of connected. My wife and I are connected to several different local ministries, where we're going in and prophesying and, and praying over people where we're acting as intercessors for our just, you know, whole communities, region, state, Christians, all that kind of stuff. Um, and 
looking for every opportunity, right? Now we're really getting into evangelism and going out on some of the local campuses or even the bar scenes, the party scenes, and, and you know, looking for ways for people to encounter Jesus at those places too, uh, where it's just this kind of walk of faith, you know? And a lot of that comes back to, not all of that is about prophesying, some of that's about praying, some of it's about healing and whatnot. But for me, my confidence in that comes from developing this gift and this uh, stewarding this thing of like hearing from the Lord. So when I go out to on a campus, like how do we decide who we're going to talk to? Well, Holy Spirit, lead us to who we're going to talk to, you know, and listening to and looking for those ways that he's speaking to us. And I in the same way that we went to Battelle on this trip and, and, you know, on this mission trip and they had like appointments, right? Like like we scheduled appointments. You know, I feel like these random things that we're doing on the street, they're, they're appointments. They're like God, like God like scheduled these appointments for these people, you know, there's no, no doubt. And I felt like I had that appointment with him, you know, just over a year ago when like he was showing me that, like, Hey, I, I orchestrated this dude. And now you're at this kind of perfect place in your life um, to receive it, you know? And I think it's kind of worth sharing too that. So for me, that was about, um, the time between I left ministry and had this experience, it's about 14 years. Uh, it's a long time, man, to not, to have like encountered the Lord, been in vocational ministry, and then kind of not like really lived my life for him. I wasn't a bad person. I was going to church. I even had to, I had to, felt like I had to repent for that. Like I had to repent for like just going to church, not, not for that is wrong with going to church, but my only mentality was I'm just going to go to church. And that's like, somehow going to mean something. <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything if you don't have a relationship with him. And if you're not really like orchestrating your life that way. So I actually had a moment where the Lord was like, you need to repent from that. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Right. That's like a lot of our culture thinks that way. But anyway, so I had this 14 years, right. Yeah. And I felt like immediately felt like, okay, well, that's a long time. Like I started feeling regret, you know, like I've lost something. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, like I felt like I had that time of prayer and confession uh, on this trip. And I would say within about three days, I started having this feeling in, in my heart, like God has restored what I lost in 14 years, you know? Um, and I think that the Lord can move like that, you know, I hope that encourages somebody out there. Cause I know we all have like done yeah. something or, or not done something, um, and feel like, oh man, you know, like I've totally lost it, you know, and 14 years can feel like a huge thing, but man, the Lord can just restore that. You know, the enemy wants you to believe that that's a thing that keeps you from trying, right? Oh, it's 14 years. Well, then if I can get you to lock in on that, then maybe it'll be 15 or 16 or whatever. But if you can seek like restoration, then it can happen like immediately. Yeah. No, that's so good. I was having this conversation the other day with, uh, with Mike and, um, we were talking a little bit about people in like high stress jobs or executives or, uh, small business owners, whatever the case is. And how a lot of people just have like this anxiety, this stress that it's like all up to them. They got to do it all. And if people would just turn more over to the Lord and just say, Hey, you know what? God exists outside of time. 
and he can do more with a, a second than we can do with trying to be productive with our entire life. Like he can, he can, he can make something happen in a second and we could strive our entire life, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, hundred years, and still not accomplish what he can do in just a split second. Right. And, um, anyway, <clears throat> that 14 years that you re referenced, I mean, he had absolutely has given that back and then, and then multiplied it. And so that's something yeah. that I felt for a long time from the time I was a child. And then I had, you know, my, my transform transformative experience, you know, May 31st, I, I almost felt like he was telling me like this time that I had lost, like I, I was going to get back. And, um, he, he's, he's delivering on that right now. It's, 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 it's amazing. Right. Um, it's 100% um, yeah. and, and I think it also showed me like, it's not really lost. There was a lessons, there was lessons learned, you know? Um, yeah. And, 14 sure. years, like you said, like 14 years feels like a lot to us, but to him, it's like, you know, no big, no biggie. You know, it's like, a, it was like a timeout, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you had to sit in timeout for a little bit and like learn your lesson, you know? Uh, and uh, I really do, I do believe that, you know, um, it wasn't, wasn't for nothing. And, and there's something about the magnitude of that that creates the experience that I had too, you know, like it's, uh, what's the story where it's like, you know, for the for the one who, who's going to love Jesus more, right? The one who's forgiven for much or for little, right? And so, you know, even though that feels yeah. like, oh, it was a huge thing to overcome, but, you know, that just means the, the reward of that is like greater, you know? So it's perspective, yeah. how, you look at it, how you look at it, yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. So good. Is there, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to just wrap up with encouragement for our, for our listeners and viewers? Is there anything that you'd want to share in closing with them? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if I had to say something, I would just say, stop, like stop and pause, you know, and take the time. I mean, like our life is, is passing us by like rapidly. And we, as a culture, especially in America, and we are just like caught up in all of the things, man, that are not from him. And we're so distracted. You know, you and I were just having this talk about all the stress, right, uh, beforehand. And it's like, man, what are you stressed about, man? Like you got like, you know, the Lord says like he's going to provide for us. Like he's going to take care of those things. Like, I don't know. Just I just say stop, man. Like stop running. Stop ignoring it. I think those are the things like in my life, um, I had probably many opportunities within those 14 years, you know, uh, that I could have, you know, paused or stopped or, you know, done something different. And I think I buried a lot of that, you know, um, but you're not going to regret making this time uh, for the Lord. And I think like, <laughs> Not to really put a, a plug for Vision Quest, but why not? Uh, I mean, like uh, Vision Quest, right? We're getting ready to do this men's retreat that both you and I are part of. And I mean, that's one way, right? It's just an example that I want to use of, of like, all right, the men are going to like carve out some space in their life to say, I'm going to go give a couple guys, a couple days to God to see uh, what he wants to say and encounter him. And I think so whatever that looks like for whoever's watching this thing, you know, find the space, carve out the time. You know, tell yeah. your spouse, I need a day away. I need something. And like re like align, you know, and, and start to pray and believe, you know, 
um, that he's going to show up and he's going to encounter you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we're talking about Vision Quest. When people designate and set aside time out of their calendar, it's almost like, you know, we, we tithe our, our money. We, you know, we can tithe our time. We we can basically say, hey, Father, just do with this time what you will and expect that he's going to show up. And I think so many people, they just don't they just don't know if they believe he's going to show up. And that's why people don't, don't take the time. And it's just yeah. so sad. It's what the enemy wants us to believe is that, you know, the enemy is just like, Oh, like what, what God's going to take, you know, time out of his busy life to, you know, help mm -hmm. you, you know, like, I mean, the enemy wants us to think these things, yeah. um, you know, like why, why are we so special that he's going to take time, but <clears throat> he wants to spend time with all of us. Yeah. And I remember last year going into vision quest, it was, you know, right after getting exposed a couple of weeks prior to that to just prophetic prayer and being prayed for prophetically and then, you know, praying for other people prophetically in like a group environment. And I was excited. So I was excited to go and I was excited to sign up for my prophetic prayer appointment. And that was like <clears throat> a burning bush moment for me. <clears throat> and, and, and Kevin would know because Kevin was one of the guys that I didn't know at the time that mm -hmm. prayed for me. <laughs> which is really cool. So I, I, yeah. I you know, I was going to share a little bit about this on another episode is I'm not going to share about the whole thing here, but Kevin and another gentleman, I, you know, the other gentleman I've never seen before, Kevin, I, I, I mentioned before in previous episodes, I've like said hi to like three times at church before, like we, we, we actually sat down at this prayer appointment at vision quest. And then we've since become friends, but it's just, it's really wild that like, you know, you start going after God in a big way. And he starts showing himself to you in all these different ways. And he obviously came and he showed himself to me that day. I mean, that was just like a hug that I got from him during that prayer appointment. And, and so many people, if they could just experience what that's like, um, it's irrefutable. Like, I mean, there's just nothing that can match that when you have pain in, in, in specific areas of your life. And then all of a sudden he speaks directly to that only things that he would know how to speak to in ways that are just so precise that just give you freedom. And, um, that's that, you know, we're going to do that again at vision quest this year. Yeah. And, um, it's going to be, it's going to be so good, but, um, for a variety of reasons, but that's going to be one of the big ones. And then we have, incredible, uh, incredible speaker this year. That's going to be going over some really awesome stuff with everybody. And it's going to be, um, transformative for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, I think, um, you know, another way of putting it, uh, I talked about the fire earlier, like keeping things on the yeah. fire. And you're, you're kind of talking about this, you know, I had this experience with him and then there's more you know like there's more um to be yeah. had and i think like it's almost like that i think of like the snowball you know like the snowballing effect of like it just keeps kind of getting bigger and bigger and you know that's prior it's really interesting like prior to me going on this trip this mission trip for like a year the lord was already moving uh to prepare me for this thing and there was some there was some pretty cool encounters along the way there woke me up in the middle of the night one night, like spoke to me in a way that almost like freaked me out. You know what I mean? Um, but we were really going in 
after the Lord in our small group and saying like we were we were really focusing on the the passage in Second Corinthians chapter three about going from glory to glory and being transformed from one degree of glory to another. And we started going back to Exodus and reading about Moses like encountering the Lord. And we're just like, man, like we want to encounter the Lord like that. Like what would it look like to be transformed physically by an encounter from him? And so we're just really going after it. And he then he shows up to me one night and wakes me up like that. And I still wasn't really, you know, cluing in, you know, and then, and then this, this event happens. But one, the reason I'm sharing that is um, because, uh, you know, the ver that verse has stuck with me, you know, I think like that, that um, not so much, a lot of people, it does mean a lot. There's a lot in there. You know, a lot of people are like, we, it's great because it sounds good because we are always getting transformed and going from glory to glory. And that sounds really great. And it's true. Uh, but also I think the Lord is saying in that is that we can't really ever completely understand uh, or like reach or achieve like what he is or has to offer. You know, like there's can continually have this new revelation of his glory and who he is and how we experience him. And I feel like in my life right now, um, I'm getting really trying to be more and more attuned, actively attuned to this. There's two worlds happening, right? There's the natural and there's a the spiritual and there's two beings happening. There's the flesh and there's this kind of spirit man inside of me. You know? And uh, it tells us, you know, the Bible says like, like the, the spirit is willing, but uh, uh, or uh, the flesh is weak. Right. And the, yeah. the our flesh really wants to take over. So. I'm like so actively trying to kill that thing, you know, <laughs> like, no, we, we call it like a lot of us will say like, we need to press in until my spirit man can come out in these kind of prayer sessions and really connect with the Holy spirit. You know, you got to press through all the kind of flesh stuff that's happening. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to like put that out there too. Like, I think when I say stop, like earlier, he said, what would you say? Like, stop and really reflect on, what's going on, you know, and the Lord is, is talk, talking to me a lot about um, in Isaiah, I think 43, you know, he says, I'm doing a new thing. And he says, do you not perceive it? And then later, like Jesus talks to the disciples and all these miracles are happening and they're like, but what about the bread? And he's like, you know, he's like, bro, like miracles are happening around you and you're thinking about bread. You know, like you're thinking about eating, which that would probably have been me. But like, I think what God's been showing me is to be asking that question, Brent, like being attuned, like, God, what are you doing right now? What What is happening um, at the supernatural level and the spiritual level? And let me focus on those things and be attuned to it. And um, it's really starting to change how we live our life and like me and my family and, you know, how I kind of think about everything. So it's encouraging people that like, this is this is a reality is that there's another reality that we're not yeah. most of us are not tapped into because we're being blinded by this flesh and by by uh, you know all that stuff and we're not really focusing on what God is doing inside of us. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so good. <clears throat> well, let's do this. For today, this has been incredible and yeah. I just I would encourage everyone that's watching, listening to just if if you have anything that you'd like to comment on or whatever, drop comments in there. I'll I'll put any kind of um, social media handles or anything for Kevin if if he wants to be found. He can we put we'll put that in the show notes. Um, 
and then and then if you have anything for him um specifically and he doesn't want to be found just send it to me and then i'll make sure that he hears about it but anyway thank you kevin for being on with us today and we appreciate you tuning in and we are excited about continuing this journey with all of you thanks so much